Hello, and welcome to Doing Video Games With, a video games podcast unlike any you've heard before. It's created by us, students in David Morgan's first year writing class at Emory University. Read, write, play. Over the course of the semester, we will explore the expressive nature of video games and their place in the media landscape. Each week, a pair of students will play a game and then discuss it using terms and ideas from Ian Bogost's Doing Things with Video Games. So come explore video games with us. They say that art in video games comes very much from the imagination. That is not to say, of course, that the entire design rests in the mind of the artist, but for some parts of Halo 4, the fourth installment to the main storyline of Halo, there is a spectacular world that is not only an extension of our own reality, but may even be a reflection of it, as unusual as it would seem. After all, the reality in Halo is a galactic conflict between a more technologically advanced human species and another technologically superior alien faction. At first glance, there seems to be a vast difference between the graphic design of various factions within the game, but upon closer examination, there are striking similarities that might provide a window into a deeper theme behind the artwork. Let us talk for a while about the design of the UNSC. Designs here are solely for this faction. The UNSC really makes up the core artwork for all the Halo games. Really, the art for the faction represents a human race that has to be recognizable, believable, and at the same time, futuristic enough to warrant analysis and discussion. In this episode, we will be specifically talking about two weapon designs in Halo perhaps also representative as the most iconic sidearms in the gaming history. For the UNSC side, we have the Magnum. Universally carried by all UNSC, the Magnum has been called in the lore as the world's largest pistol or the world's smallest rifle. It is essentially an upsized version of the real-life .44 Magnum, but given a semi-auto function. It has an underbar that improves grip on the handle and covered with a silver finish. An interesting part of the design of the Magnum is that essentially, through over half a dozen installments of the Halo games, it has virtually stayed the same. The Magnum has thus become not only a trademark of reliability for the player, but embedded within the conception of its artwork, it has contributed to the culture of Halo. In this case, culture does not stem from the lore or the gameplay, it rests solely on the simple, iconic design that resonates with the community.
But moving away from the ground combat, let us take a look at the real pride of the Yuanesi, its navy. The designs of the ships have become iconic as well, starting with the very well-known Pillar of Autumn. In keeping with the theme of the game design working off of previous models, the Pillar of Autumn serves as a foundational flagship for all future capital ship designs in the rest of the Halo series. Each model that comes after the original design builds off of a honeycomb foundation that is arranged in hexagons stacked on top of each other lengthwise. Really though, this isn't a lazy move on the graphic artist's part. It is refinement of the same iconic culture we previously mentioned. Only this time, we're talking about starships. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the Covenant, which are the main antagonists of the UNSC. And what we see in Halo is, you know, the Covenant is where the game graphic artists really had to stretch their imagination. Um, unlike the UNSC, where emphasis is placed on recognizability, uh, the Covenant was really just basically play, uh, based off of completely new designs that nobody had ever seen before. and really just had to stretch their imagination developing a lot of Covenant weapons and ships and one of the biggest contrasts uh, to the UNSC is the Covenant Needler. So like the Magnum, Needler is also a pseudo-universal armament for the Covenant. What is iconic about this weapon is that the needles stick out from the top of the weapon and actually disappear as the player uses the ammunition as opposed to the Magnum which is loaded by magazines. So what the gun is actually described to perform is that 16 needles protrude from the top of the weapon and slowly get consumed as the weapon fires, an extremely non-traditional design for any sort of weaponry. And the gun reloads through a chemical reaction between two foreign chemicals that instantly reform the crystallized ammo each time. This is again extremely abstract. So moving on from the ammunition, it's essential that we talk about the texture of the gun. The top has a scaly alien texture that is bluish purple color, and, it, and it's the trademark look for the Needler throughout every single Halo game. The grip is similar to the US, UNSC Magnum, and it has a traditional trigger with two spaces cut out for comfortable finger grip. The gun also has an extended arm pad, which is another interesting component for a handgun since the UNSC Magnum does not. This provides a lot of stability for the Covenant. From these designs, it's obvious that the developer of Halo looked to their artistic imaginations to produce what should be ideal guns to be used by the alien species. I'm going to talk about the uh, CRS-class cruiser, uh, which is part of the Covenant Naval Fleet. Uh, so again, as a contrast to the Pillar of Autumn, which is the UNSC, uh, part of the UNSC Navy, the light cruiser has a defining alien look. The starship is sleek and rounded, very contrasted against the angular and modular design of the UNSC ships in their navy. 
So the light cruiser's main weaponry is a direct energy weapon, as opposed to the heavy lifting or the heavy hitting projectile-based weaponry of the UNSC. The most notable feature of this cruiser is the rounded bulge at the front that connects to the main body of the ship through a narrowed spinal structure. The superiority of the Covenant fleet is demonstrated through the differences in ship size. So UNSC starships usually range between 1 and 2 kilometers in length, and a CRS supercarrier is about 14 kilometers in length. About the artwork within the game is the eventual synthesis that weapons and ships end up with. Within this field, we see the Prometheans. As the fifth and latest faction within the games, the Prometheans demonstrate an excellent combination between human and covenant weaponry. A great example of this combination is the Promethean Scattershot. It is literally a combination of a shotgun and a plasma rifle. As a result, the weapon, when used by the player, has a distinct familiarity that works with its additional raw alien power. Yeah, the Prometheans are a really good example of uh, the synthesis between human covenant and forerunner technology altogether. And uh, what's really neat about that is you see this with regards to the UNSC Navy in uh, the fourth Halo, the creation of the Infinity class cruiser. Uh, it's really the perfect synthesis of human covenant forerunner designs. The ship is almost six kilometers in length, which is definitely a step up from a lot of older uh, UNSC naval ships. And it's comprised of the familiar sloped front that is the trademark of all UNSC starships, so we're keeping somewhat of an original design, but extend, it extends to a more curved design that arcs into what seems like the covenant bulge on the CRS class cruiser design. And then that would, to the rear of the ship, there's a completely different design altogether. So what they did with this is they put Forerunner engines, uh, which are powered by ancient technology, and that's reflected uh, in its curved and smooth design. We see here that the function of art is more than just visual elegance. We see that by building off the original designs for the core mechanics of Halo, the graphic designers have transcended the artwork into a form of culture. The artwork that is presented, its recognizability, is what grows as the Halo series proceeds, keeping players enthralled and the spirit of the Halo universe alive. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Video Games With, a read-write-play production. You can find more podcasts and other work by students in this class by visiting the course website at bit.ly slash readwriteplay. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-E-A-D-W-R-I-T-E-P-L-A-Y. All lowercase, all one word. 
Special thanks to Charlie Bennett, who helped us to develop the structure for this podcast and who loaned his vocal talents to the introductory segment.